Welcome, you're listening to Ask the Doulas, a podcast where we talk to experts from all over the country about topics related to pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and early parenting. Let's chat. Hi there. Hi. Hey, Lisa. Hey, guys. So I learned about Bebcare. I think Juliana emailed me. And then as I read more about it, I was intrigued because of the sleep consultations that I do. And I already mentioned EMFs because of my relationship with Lisa, who's a building biologist. So um, Lisa, why don't you introduce yourself and then Brian, tell us what you do at Bebcare. Yeah, uh, I am a building biologist and a building biologist assesses the built space. So whether it's a home or a school or an office building for anything that directly impacts the health of the people who live or work or learn within those buildings. And so the three kind of main categories that we look at are um, the electromagnetic, the man-made electromagnetic prevalence um, in that building, the air quality or the indoor air quality, as well as water quality, very just basically speaking. And yeah, so I um, work with uh, existing buildings to um, make them more health enhancing. And then I also work uh, on new new construction projects on how to make them healthy from the beginning. Amazing. All right, Brian, tell us about you since Lisa and I don't know you at all. Yeah, so my name is Brian. Uh, I'm in charge of the product development at Bebcare. So what, they, what this means is that um, uh, I work with my team of engineers and developers to develop uh, existing and new products, new exciting products uh, that we have. Uh, what Bebcare is all about is really we are a baby monitor company uh, that specializes in ultra-low emissions baby monitors. And um, this is something you know, that, that we are very passionate about because one of the things that we realize is it's uh, kind of what Lisa mentioned is the prevalence of, um, uh, of devices in a home that uh, emits high doses of electromagnetic waves. So for example, your Wi-Fi routers, your, your cellular phones, um, and the least uh, what you don't want around your baby uh, is a baby monitor that emits a very high doses of wireless radiation. So this is a, uh, a problem that we, uh, tech, we, we try to tackle with our products. Um, so we come up with a unique technology called DSL, uh, Digital Safe Radio Technology, that aims to reduce uh, wireless radiation uh, coming from baby monitors. So in short, uh, Bebcare baby monitors, uh, on average, would emit anywhere uh, that's you know, sort of 2 to 5% of wireless EMF uh, when you compare it to traditional baby monitors that uses something called DECT technology. What is the technology okay. that you guys use? It's called DSL, Digital Safe Radio, uh, which is kind of a proprietary uh, wireless protocol that we have designed ourselves. Okay. So some of the research uh, was originally done by our founders actually at MIT, uh, but uh, sort of the, the research was more um, focuses on uh, the uh, application of the radio signal for wireless communication. So they were really looking at problems uh, of how to increase wireless range uh, while reducing the wireless power of the communication. And then at some point, some of that research became uh, the, the core technology of Webcare. 
because they realize some of that technology can actually be applied to uh, baby monitors. Let's assume most parents listening don't understand EMFs or why a baby monitor would have EMFs and why EMFs are even troublesome for, you know, humans in general, but especially a little tiny baby or child that's growing and developing um, at a rapid pace. Do you want to like give kind of an, a brief overview of why it's disruptive? And then I know you have a monitor there that we were actually going to test um, yep. and see what kind of um, results you got. Are, in terms of kind of how it's bioactive to the body, are you asking me that question or are you asking Brian? Yeah, let's just have you give a quick, um, you know, because Brian said they found, you know, this is this is a problem. That's why they created these. Um, and I'm sure that's kind of why you got into this as well. Like, you know, this is an issue. But for, for somebody who's never heard the term EMF, um, you know, like even in, you know, BebCare mentions, I think, on their website that some baby monitors are emitting such a strong signal. It's the same as a microwave. But most people might go, well, okay, my microwave emits a signal. Like what? Right. I didn't even know that. So, and how bad is a microwave? You know, how bad could that be? Right. Uh, Well, from, I mean, in super quick layman's term, essentially the um, electrical pulses that happen um, according to the frequency, those are just very disruptive to the body, but especially children because they're growing so quickly. So the human um, systems or organs that are most affected by EMFs are um, this, the organs or, si- or systems that literally rely on um, electrical pulses to communicate um, with you know themselves or with other organs in the body. And so those would be your brain, your heart, the nervous system, your immune system, and then intercellular communication. All of those are rely on literally the flow of electrons. And so the human pulse, like when you look at just the brain, for example, that frequency is somewhere between three hertz and then 30 hertz. So at most, it's a double digit um, frequency, so number of cycles per second. But when we get into things like that use DECT technology, whether it's a wireless phone or a cordless phone or a baby monitor, those are in the gigahertz range. So those are very um, disruptive and um, the power density is just way higher than what the normal body is used to. So it's just very, very disruptive to... um, you know, the sleep cycles of babies, but also just, you know, they're, they're growing, um, new cells, new tissue, new synapses every second of every day. And it's just a disrupting, um, it, you know, it's just disruptive to the biological system of what a body is naturally trying to do. And, um, when you look at kind of like the deck technology, that is in the gigahertz range. So that's billions of cycles per second versus the DSR, which is what Brian is talking about, is in the megahertz range. So that's millions of cycles per second, which is, you know, an order of magnitude less um, versus, you know, the technology that other baby monitors are, are based on. And what I typically find for baby monitors, and of course this varies by brand and by model, but, um, Typically speaking, an audio-only baby monitor 
measure somewhere between a half a million microwatts per meter squared or up to about uh, three quarters of a million. And then when you get into the video baby, baby monitors, with which the more majority of people have, that is, you know, anywhere from like one million to two million microwatts per meter squared. And if you look at the um, the building biology guidelines in terms of what's considered safe for a sleep space, you want to be less than 10. So the slight concern starts in that 10 microwatts per meter squared or less. Oh, and so when I measured your base unit, it's about, it's somewhere between two and 300. So to get it down into kind of that, you know, slight anomaly or less, you know, it's, we still need to distance the, um, the, the unit kind of probably about, about 10 feet ish, you know, away from a body or away from a, a crib. So there's for sure a caveat that I would need to say, but this is orders of magnitude less of any other wireless, you know, baby monitor that I've measured. So if which one do you have? I know they have, I have two, which is their most sophisticated model, yeah. the motion. I have the bed care here. Okay, so um, that's, that's the right. audio one. Yep. It okay. says ultra low yep. radiation on it. Yeah. Brian, any questions or comments about Lisa's thoughts? Yeah, I think Lisa gave a really comprehensive overview about um, why EMF waves could be uh, bad for the body. It's a really interesting topic. And, uh, you know, a, a lot of things that we see in, in the world is actually comprised of EMF waves. So just as an example, uh, visible light is actually a form of electromagnetic waves. Um, it is uh, how we can see uh, light is actually uh, EMF waves interacting with our uh, retina, uh, which creates an electrical pulse um, that's being sent to our brain, and the brain interprets that as, as light, as visible image. So, uh, you know, when we talk about electromagnetic waves, um, you know, not all electromagnetic waves are dangerous. Uh, some electromagnetic waves, we're exposed to it every single day uh, since since the beginning of, of, uh, of, of the world. Um, but where uh, electromagnetic waves can really start to get dangerous for the, uh, for the human body is sort of what Lisa mentioned, is, is the frequency of the EMF wave. So very high frequency waves tend to, um, tend to be correlated with a uh, very high power output. Uh, it's not always an equal relationship, but it tends to be correlated. So which is why you know, people would say exposure to high-frequency gigahertz or uh, terahertz uh, wave can have a detrimental effect uh, on the body. And this is particularly prevalent uh, for babies because uh, babies, unlike an adult uh, babies, a lot of their, their body structure is not formed. And in particular, uh, for a baby, the, the skull is not as well-formed as an adult skull. So the amount of protection that they have around the baby's brain is much less compared to an adult's brain. And there are some studies, it's a bit of a controversial uh, topic, but there are studies that have linked exposure uh, to uh, electromagnetic waves to a baby, uh, whether or not the baby is born or perhaps in the fetus. Uh, there is link uh, between that exposure and developmental 
learning disabilities uh, that that uh, may develop down the road, um, and that may include ADHD. So that's why this uh, the the idea of uh, reducing EMF exposure for a baby, especially at a young age, is uh, a very important topic uh, for parents. Before I even knew about this topic or met Lisa, the first the first realization I had of this was I have a sound machine at home. And I remember in the morning, you know, putting my phone next to it one time and all of a sudden the sound machine just went. And I like this, I knew that I couldn't put my cell phone near that, but I didn't understand like, Oh, that's weird. My cell phone just can't be next to this. Um, But then after meeting Lisa and doing some of these tests, it made perfect sense that the, the frequencies from this phone are so powerful that it's actually screwing with this little device on my bedside table. Um, so what is that doing up next to my head? What is that doing when it's in my pocket all day? Um, it just really makes you start to think about all the things that we have on us all day long. And then you have a baby and create this nursery and you put, um, you know, some nurseries have camera, like, you know, the nest cameras um, we have, the wireless monitors we have. And then sometimes people are using their cell phones as a sound machine. So the cell phone's right next to the crib. So there's just all these devices that we're putting in this little baby's room who, like you said, their, their brain isn't even, um, their, their skull isn't even formed enough to, to block some of those rays that we're, we as adults are able to. So yeah, yeah absolutely if, if somebody, right. If somebody wanted to learn more about this like let's say this is the first time a parent is hearing about emfs um, and they're really skeptical um where would you send them to find you know scientific evidence-based information um so that they know that this isn't just some sort of weird conspiracy theory you either one of you have a good resource list i mean one of my my two top go-tos are the bioinitiative report uh which is, I think, a 2,500-page report, but they have a 19-page summary for the public. It looks at both radio frequencies as well as, as AC magnetic, so those, um, the, the biological impact of those two different types of waves and, um, and frequencies are kind of intertwined with that report. But I think it, it looks at, you know, I think it looks at over 3,800 uh, peer-reviewed studies that have been done. So it's just a really good synthesis. And the other thing that I point to is the the World Health Organization's uh, classification of RF as a class 2B possible carcinogen. And there's other things in that category like asbestos and stuff that we um, know that we should be staying away from. And so, you know, especially when somebody is skeptical, I just try to find... um, more, uh, you know, the, the most kind of, I guess, plain factual information that is not, you know, politically associated in any way. And those are the, my two go-tos. Now there's a whole bunch of other, you know, researchers and stuff like Magda Habas and stuff like that, that, um, that has done, um, really good research. Uh, but sometimes I just find that to be kind of too dense for the person who's just getting introduced to this. What do you use, Brian? Yeah, I think you mentioned a, a good source is the uh, World Health Organization. I think their classification of EMF as potentially carcinogenic, um, that was back in 2011, um, really rang a lot of alarm bells for uh, a lot of uh, folks, not just parents, but really um, a lot of people uh, who have wireless devices at home. 
you know, I, I think a, a simple Google search uh, on on sort of the the effect of EMF on human body uh, would yield a lot of scientific research uh, on this topic. Um, you know, a couple of, in the past couple of years, a lot of really famous uh, research institutions or universities have done uh, really extensive and ongoing research in this topic. Uh, for example, University of Chicago has done a really good study where they um, uh, used um, exposure of EMF, different variety of EMF, different frequencies, different power uh, to laboratory, laboratory mouse and see what kind of effect that they, they observe on, on these, um, on these uh, animals. And um, some of the results are pretty alarming. So I think it's, it's definitely worth checking out uh, you know, the, the, the raw scientific paper if let's say you are more technically inclined, just to see what um, what conclusions these researchers have made. So, Lisa, your overall, um, you would say that this base model from Bebcare is definitely one of the lowest that you've seen. Um, yes, it is. But um, with you know the the big caveat of it still needs to be distanced from the crib itself and. that's a big caveat because parents, or at least what I've seen in the homes that, you know, I've done EMF assessments on, they typically put the monitor, you know, as close as possible to the crib, crib, you know, somewhere around a meter would be, (laughs) would be not close enough. So, yeah. But I mean, if, if somebody, I mean, ideally for me, um, and I don't know if you guys have one of these coming or not, but I would love, uh, there is a D-Link model too that you can, uh, that is, uh, you can plug an ethernet cable into. So obviously something that doesn't emit any, uh, you know, wireless frequency in the mega or gigahertz range would be ideal. You know, not everybody is open to um, pulling ethernet cables, you know, through the wall or having it, you know, strewn across their floors. Um, But that, you know, Hardwiring their house is a one of you know the top recommendations because then you can essentially turn off all the antennas um, that you have across your um, devices and electronics and stuff. But if they aren't willing to do this, then I would you know this would be kind of the next best option, assuming that they will distance. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, we do believe in the idea of creating a low EMF uh, home uh, for families. So that's why actually on our website, we, we put together a little short uh, guide in helping parents, you know, how can you create a low EMF uh, home for yourself? And, and there are just a couple of really simple tips. Like, for example, uh, instead of using a Wi-Fi router at home, uh, try to use a wide Ethernet for your laptop or for your, for your home computer. Or at best, you know, turn off the Wi-Fi router uh, at night when you go to yep. sleep. And same with cell phones. You know, uh, a lot of our friends, when they go to sleep, uh, they put the cell phone right next to the bed on a nightstand. You know, like, sort of like less than a feet away from the head when they when they are sleeping. And you know, it's it's um, it's one of these little things that you can do. Turn off your phone at night, or if you have to keep it on in case of emergencies, put it let's say um, you know ten feet away. You know, away from uh, where where you where you are sleeping. Uh, just the idea of sort of exposing your, even for an adult, right, exposing your, your head to uh, seven hours, eight hours of constant uh, EMF exposure at night when you don't really need to, 
um, it, it, for, for us, it, it kind of, you know, these are the low-hanging fruits. These are the things that you can do to, to really re- reduce the EMF level at your, at your home. Yeah. I, I did want to mention that the other two models that BebCare has, they are wireless, but they completely turn off when there's no sound, correct? So there's zero emissions when it's not in use. That's right. Um, that's actually, you, you brought a really good point. Uh, actually, part of the DSL uh, technology, it's about voice activation. Okay. And this is something that's missing in a lot of other baby monitors. So, uh, you know, one aspect of uh, young exposure is about, you know, you, you don't want to use a high-frequency device uh, for your baby. On the other part is about the power output of the, of the baby monitor. What we have accomplished with uh, Babcare Baby Monitor is that, you know, most of the time the baby is not crying, so there's no point for the baby monitor to be transmitting video or audio data and and emitting a lot of wireless radiation. Um, so what Babcare Baby Monitor does is that when there's no sound inside the nursery, the baby monitor actually goes into a deep sleep state, and in this sleep uh, sleep state the emissions really does drop to zero. So this is something that, that really makes a huge difference. Let's say if you're looking at sort of the average EMF exposure um, so Brent, uh, for, for a device. I have a, I have a question about that. Um, for the BebCare here model, does it use that voice activation or not? It does. So, and then... Um, and then I, when I was measuring this, the base unit, so the unit that would be closest to the parents, that is, I've, I've never been able to measure where it is going into a passive state. Um, I do, I am able to measure the, the portion that goes, you know, by the crib that that goes into a passive state, but does the home unit also, is that also passive or is it just the one in the um, nursery? It's more the one in the nursery, okay. uh, but uh, that said, there's a mode in the Babcare here baby monitor that you have to enable. Uh, it's called the, the green mode, and that once you enable the mode, then the uh, sort of the emissions level really does drop to zero when it's in the sleep state. And the reason that's why that's the case is because sort of in, in even let's say in a normal mode of uh, operation. Uh, even if in the sleep state, there's still a little bit of signal that's being transmitted. And the reason that why that, that's the case is because there's uh, what we call the out-of-range and the low battery alert uh, between the baby unit and the parent unit. All but right. if you turn those off, then it really goes to zero. Okay. Does that Are make there sense? instructions on how to turn um, the green mode on? Yep. This is, uh, we use an online user manual. And part of that is because we want to reduce uh, sort of the use of paper in a lot of commercial products, uh, consumer yeah. products these days. And just curious, why don't you? Why isn't that set as the default? Uh, the reason is because a lot of parents do want the out of range and low battery alert uh, in the baby monitor. So they want to know, let's say, if you know they they kind of walk outside of the house, they they walk to a neighbor's house, um, they want to know if. The, the, the two units are out of range because once they are out of range, then it kind of defeats the purpose of a baby monitor. Okay, so the part that's in the nursery is always in that mode where it turns off if there's no noise, but the parent, the base part that the parent holds, you have the ability to 
turn it that way um, if the parent wants to. That's right. Okay, got it. And um, what type of sounds turn on the the baby unit? Is it like, what if it was a sound machine or a fan, or is it more intelligent knowing that it's a voice or a cry? It is tuned uh, to pick up human sounds, uh, sort of the frequency of human sounds uh, more easily. Uh, but that said, you know, it's, it's kind of a, a uh, configuration um, uh, issue. So if there's a white noise machine inside the nursery, you may have to um, tweak the, let's say, the microphone sensitivity on the backyard here or kind of configure your, your white noise machine and the baby unit so that they do not interfere with each other. But there are ways to do so. Okay, great. Okay, is there anything else we wanted to touch on? No? You, Brian? Good. Good. Yeah, I think uh, that's it. Really, thank you so much for having me on, on this podcast. Yeah, thanks for um, joining us. You too, Lisa. I hope that we at least <laughs> answered some questions for parents on what the heck are EMFs. Yeah. Uh, and I know that we, so Gold Coast uh, is a partner with BebCare now, and I know you offer a discount. So if anyone wants to get a discount, they can go to BebCare, and I think you just have to type in Gold Coast Doulas to get a 10% discount, or you can go to bebcare.com slash discount slash Gold Coast Doulas. That's kind of a long link, but I think either one will give any listeners a 10% discount, so that's great. All right. Well, thank you all. Thanks, Brian. Thank you so much. Good to meet you. Thank Thanks, you. Lisa. Thanks, Elisa. Bye. Have a rest of your day. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Ask the Doulas. For more information about Gold Coast Doulas, visit us on our website, goldcoastdoulas.com. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and give us a five-star review. Thank you. Remember, these moments are golden.